This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello, Lamely. This is Fab, Fabulous Adam Richard. With me is Posh Philip Lee Curtis. We are ploughing through Mariah Carey's memoir here in me. I am a memoir, the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey. <laughs> we do love a good plough. <laughs> We're ploughing. Uh, trigger warning for this week is bulk racism. Uh, there will be a lot of racism and not from me, us. Not, well, <laughs> Can I point that out? <laughs> well, not deliberately, uh, <laughs> but I think it's inherently racist that both of us are white talking about True. racism. Yeah. Um, so we're upfront about our whiteness uh, and our inability to understand racism. Um, so if you think we're being too much, uh, apologies in advance. But there will be a lot of racism in this in this chapter. How was your week, posh? I don't know anymore. (laughs) No, it was fine. Are you still watching Um, The Crown? (laughs) I am. (laughs) Yes. Well, Mariah said it, so it is so. I know. Um, Mariah Mariah got a delivery of The Crown. I mean, she's mad for The Crown, and you now have to watch all of them. Yes. So I'm still crowning. (laughs) (laughs) I was on the other uh, side of Netflix watching The Queen's Gambit. Oh, I have heard that's good. It's really good, although I was up till very late last night because we only had one to go and it was like 11.30. I'm like, should we watch it? And I was like, oh, this one's one hour and seven minutes. <laughs> but we did anyway. And then we had to talk about it and how good it was. So, you know, it was a late night. <laughs> if I'm on my computer, I sometimes just watch thing in like one, 1. 1.5 times. <laughs> so it goes really fast yeah. and it's quicker. <laughs> Do, is, that, is that how you, I hope that's not how you're listening to the Mariah Care, meaning of Mariah Carey oh, no. book. Definitely not. I slow that down oh, so I can hear every nuance. Because <laughs> I listened every this week. Sigh. Yes, I didn't get to. I'm curious. Yeah, How was yeah. it? Oh, well, you will find out when we okay. when we break it on down. Uh, but I think now we should get into the million and one this week. Oh me, me moments. <laughs> me, me moments. So many moments this week, including some breaking news. <gasps> Literally. Oh my God. I've broken my moment. (laughs) I I crowned and then I broke my moment. So as I was preparing uh, my Mimi moments for the week with the headlines and the lead story, breaking Mm. news that four more of Mariah's videos have been remastered and put onto the YouTubes and they are all festive. So we have a little joy to the world, a little oh holy night. I, I can't, I want to sing Oh Santa, but I can't. So it's like, Oh Santa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and when Christmas Santa! comes. <laughs> you split them up. Yeah. <laughs> and when Christmas comes. So we've got, these were just you happening on the You some Twitters. of these songs because they're out of, they're in public domain, but Oh Santa's, oh, Santa's the only one not, you can't No, sing. exactly. <laughs> you could give it a red hot go of Oh Holy Night because that's oh, like that's way true. into public domain. Oh, holy night. I just sound like <laughs> South Park. Um, <laughs> So, yes, we're, we're interrupted with that breaking news. But our headlines this week, we have a few. Aww. So, Mariah has unboxed her MC30 vinyl re-releases. Oh, my God. The video which I'm calling <laughs> Dog Removal Machine. Yes. Which I'm singing, to, <laughs> I'm singing along to the cults. The cult song, Love Removal Machine. <laughs> I did get a tweet about this and I tried to find it so I could figure out what on earth you were talking about, but it disappeared from my life slash world. So oh, sure did you, but did it. you see it? I did. I, the video and your tweet, yes. You know, but the dog. No, in the At video. the very start <gasps> of the video, there's a man with a mask removing a Jack Russell from okay. the shot. <laughs> I'm going, I'm getting this up right now. <laughs> I watched it like 10 times over and over again. Just like Mariah sat and she started talking. It's like, oh, get the dog out. (laughs) How can I miss this? I was too busy focusing on the fact that it actually is Mariah in. uh, Oh, my God. The dog. The dog. Poor dog. (laughs) Just wrenched away from mummy. (laughs) By some man in a mask. (laughs) Now, I think we need a gif of this. (laughs) 
I may have to make a gif. Anyway, I've been singing Dog Removal Machine to the tune of Love Removal Machine by The Cult. Amazing. If you don't know it, it's very 90s, kind of like emo middle kind of song. <laughs> <laughs> Just right up my alley. I know! Oh, so Mariah was very pleased with her vinyls in oh, her festive colours. The and they may or I may not have matched the back of her album. She's not sure. <laughs> I know. I thought that one would match that one, but yeah, maybe but not. <laughs> and I just love that she's like, well, now that they're here, I'm just going to throw them around like Xena. Like, <laughs> we go. I'm doing the action just for everyone. Which actually is a remake that I would like to see. Mariah, Warrior Princess. Oh, here that would, for that would be your dream. <laughs> it can be the the spin off of um, what was it? It was it um, Addy Palmerston Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, was it <laughs> I this week in my other podcast, uh, Adam Richard has a theory. I love doing the crossovers. Oh. <laughs> um, I watched an episode of Star Trek, which ha- I've long talked in that podcast about how much I would love to watch The Good Wife in Space. <laughs> I love science fiction, but I also love a lawyer show. <laughs> Heaven. Well, do you know what? I can help with this because oh, you could yes. watch um, Futurama, single female lawyer. Which well, <laughs> do you know? What I, do you know that reference? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, I done. I watched this week's episode of Star Trek Discovery was essentially a court case in space. And I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah. It's good wife in space. I'm all over it. <laughs> My next one is I want Grace Anatomy in space. Okay. I want space medicine, a space ambulance. <laughs> they had that, an episode oh of Doctor God. Who that was like an ambulance in space, but I want like ongoing space ambulance business. <laughs> what about just Christine Baranski in space? I oh, would yeah, watch, watch that show. Yeah. I would watch Christine Baranski <laughs> in space. I would watch Christine Lardy in space. <laughs> I love Christine Lardy. I have decided, I am a one man fan page of Christine Lardy because she's amazing on SVU and she always gets put down like to the bottom of the list of like the best DAs. I'm like, no, she was the best. Um, she even like when she got, um, spoiler, killed. Um, she scratched the killer. So she had the DNA under her nails. Cause she's oh. amazing. That wasn't even in the script. Um, <laughs> Christine Lardy just did that. Um, the poor actor had a huge scratch down his face, but, um, and now she's on, um, evil. Oh, evil. That's mm. meant to be good. It is good. I liked it. If that's with, um, Christine Lardy. <laughs> Mike Douglas. Is he in that? Am I thinking? No. That oh. As in Michael Douglas, like. Catherine Zeta-Jones. No. Cunning Lingus. (laughs) Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. No. um, The guy that was Luke Cage. Oh, yes. I think so. Yes. Totally hot. Um, And Mariah has also... (laughs) Mariah has uncancelled Thanksgiving. Oh! In a video she's posted, she's not only reinstated the holiday, but she's invented collard greens. Um, (laughs) While listening... To her own song of Well, I'd never seen them before. I'd heard of them, but yeah. it was only when Mariah showed me what they were that I now know what they are. Oh, I see. Um, I so see. I do. So Mariah does know Collard Greens. Um, <laughs> and we've got more images and a trailer for Mariah Carey's magical Christmas <gasps> special being released. We've got Snoop Claws, which I'm very excited about. Snoop Claws is heaven. Oh my God. And Have I can. Have you so, seen any of Snoop and Martha? Martha I I am aware of it. I need time to sit down and do it, but I I'm very <laughs> that is right up my alley. Oh my god! On my brand. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine them both getting very high together. Um, but I I can confirm that uh, last week's speculation it is in fact Mariah in an extra festive wig. <gasps> Because we extra saw more festive. angles, so I might show, I might take a screenshot of that original. Does extra pic. festive mean it's for festive? It's just bigger. It's for, for festive. festive. <laughs> so it's festive, festive to the power of two. So it's yeah. for festive. For festive, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now Mariah has also called into the Graham Norton show from the Enchanted Forest in the North Pole. <laughs> might I add? She mentioned um, that she hated her own teaser for the Christmas special because she wanted it to be a different teaser. The, not the one in the gold dress, because that's not even in the show. Um, <laughs> she's deleted a scene, and yeah. now it's in the teaser. And now it's in the teaser. And she's like, it's, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. But she's also mentioned um, Christmas, Christmas's past, including certain siblings that she doesn't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> 
So she's adding to the I Don't Know Her list, uh, which is released every Christmas. It's like the Queen's list or whatever that is. Well, that's like Santa's Naughty and Nice list. It's the nice list and the I Don't Know Her list. Yeah. They don't even get caught because she doesn't know them. Um, and lastly... Gotta find out who's nice and who I don't know. <laughs> but obviously you won't find out because I don't know them. Um, I don't want to find out. Um, and lastly, I went and saw Trolls 2 last night and oh, I've decided... you. The world that, tour. Yes. Because uh, it's got Kelly Clarkson in it. Um, yeah. I've decided that Trolls 3 should be Christmas themed, starring Mariah. Oh. And I also purchased a really big Mariah Christmas hoodie. Um, that I'll be wearing with festive pride, even though we're in Australia and it's summer. Now, in our lead story... Oh, lead story. We, yes, Come we have a lead Carrie. story. We have, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, we, have, <laughs> we have Mariah's interview with Naomi Campbell. I, now, this is something I don't understand. Explain it to me. So, Naomi Campbell decided to have a podcast, which we obviously can't fault her for. No. Um, and it's just her interviewing random people that you know are famous that she claims to know um it's interesting it gives me a little bit of the drew barrymore show vibes (laughs) where someone's just let her into a room (laughs) and pressed record and no no one's no one's advising her to do anything you know no there's definitely she's definitely got some notes i think there's a teleprompter happening somewhere but also just Going off on a tangent and just listening for 10 minutes as people say how much they love her and then doing okay. the same back. Um, yep. So that was the first 10 minutes of the interview was like, <laughs> I just, I, I really love you. I love you too. But then Naomi did ask, do you remember when we first met? Which oh. <laughs> Mariah was like, oh, mm, I know we've met. <laughs> <laughs> Does Naomi remember? Uh, well, that was the thing. They were like, kind of not. That's what was weird about it. it was like, so neither like, of them remembered, but they know they've met. Yeah, I know I've met you. Were you at that one sh- or the top model the one? shops? The <laughs> yeah, I think it must have been at the shops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love that a lot of the, um, the questions were very much, you know, oh, I know you, but also I'm answering, I'm asking the same questions that you know, journalists on their first date would ask. Oh, yeah, um, no. It's like, so I remember like... my first interviews and they, like, it was Atomic Kitten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. And like the first, like, five minutes, I'm like, oh, man, listen to you. You sound like an idiot. <laughs> but then you you were with Kerry Katona, so it's fine. It balanced. Oh, it, but <sighs> no, it was post-Katona. Kitten. Oh, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> now... In um, the early parts of the interview, Naomi's like, okay, we're going to start at the beginning. And Mariah's reaction was, oh, Lord. Uh, (laughs) And then she went on to say, in the tradition of the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus, I was never born and here I am. (laughs) And then she, my favourite part was she then just turned it into advertising the Christmas special. Um, But a few other bits and pieces. I know. Um, A few other bits and pieces. We've we've got Mariah talking to Lee Daniels about the book. So a little little something there. she actually talked a little bit about moving to all these new places that she's touched on in the book, the 13 different places. Oh, yes, and 13 often, 13, that. Yeah. Um, and often, and again, sort of around the racism thing, and the first question that when she'd go to a new school or things like that was, what are you? Oh. Not who are you? And she really emphasised the what. Um, what are you? And she mentioned, you know, trying to find her own tribe. And she said, because my own tribe hated me, my own ex-brother and ex-sister. So they got a little management with her. They're not coming off well. She, we did get a little bit serious, but then after the serious stuff, there was a moment where it's almost like Mariah went into, you know, I'm, I'm talking about real stuff here. Oh, hang on. This is an interview. Fluffed the pillows and then fluffed the cushions as well. Um, <laughs> flipped the hair a little, just like, oh, just, oh yeah, I forgot I'm on camera. Better, better get back to looking my Mariah best. <laughs> Um, but it was things like, I think the thing with Naomi, and it's probably just because she's, I mean, I don't know how long she's done this podcast for, but maybe she's quite new, but it was very much, um, you know, Mariah talked about um, Whitney Houston and how um, the, the supposed feud, but everyone who knew them both said, oh, no, you guys are going to get along fine. So yeah. Naomi did the whole thing. Oh, I knew. Yeah, I'm, I was there. I totally <laughs> knew you'd get along. Um, it's fine. 
Um, and now she's cancelled Sandra Bernhardt for comments made in the 90s, um, which were fair enough because they were shitty comments. So I'm like, okay, girl. Um, and just Mariah touching on Christmas and how even though Christmas is for the kids, it's mainly for me. Um, and then right at the end, they were talking about um, the rarities, which Naomi had no idea existed. She was like, oh, when are we getting a, like a rare B-Sides album? And Mariah's like, it's already out. Um, but she talked about the original Lover Boy, but then it really quickly cuts to like a different part of the interview. And I was oh, like, Betcha J Lo was mentioned. There was some <laughs> I don't know her. Oh, yeah. Because then I Googled, <laughs> I Googled Jamal. I, I tried to say J Lo and Naomi, and it came out Jamal, which is just a fun name. Um, J Lo and Naomi. And there's many a photo on many occasions mm-hmm. with, with Naomi and J Lo. So perhaps it was actually not a Mariah. Um, request maybe it was a Naomi request. Oh, um, maybe. But uh, all in all, uh, for all of the interviews that we've had, uh, it was kind of hectic, but it was definitely an experience. Wow. It was an experience, darling. I do love what people get up to now that they're in lockdown and they can't make money. <laughs> <laughs> and I love also throughout it, it was like Naomi going, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't call during the breakdown. I, I tried. I, oh, your number kept changing." Um, <laughs> And it's like, clearly this is the first time that they've actually spoken in 20 years, even though they're pretending to be best friends. Uh, Mariah's like, who is this uh, model, is it? Um, Who is this media that I'm speaking with? How about a recap of last week? (laughs) (laughs) That is the section. (laughs) Uh, So last week we had Mariah's relationship with her father, um, which involved a single Ritz cracker, (laughs) elegant fresh linguine. Elegant fresh linguine! (laughs) (laughs) You just completely broke my earphone. (laughs) And the uh, full-throated belting of the White Rabbit song. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you did get to catch up on the audiobook. How was I that experience? I did get to catch up on the audiobook. And you know what? I just went all the way through uh, to my new chapters that I Fair had. Fair enough, yes. Uh, but yes, so it was some... I was I was loving the singing mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's how Rika. The gist. How, how's the gist this week? How are we feeling? Well, it's, you know, last gist, week gist. we were asking ourselves, is it Hodel? Is it Hoddle? Hoddle. So this week uh, we are doing the chapters Colouring Outside the Lines and <clears throat> Huddle. Because <laughs> she says it, obviously. Does she? Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's got more of a U sound going on. Well, because huddle. it's a character mm-hmm. from... Gwen Fiddler Stefani's on the Rich Roof. Girl. No, yeah, yeah <laughs> essentially. It's a character from Fiddler on the Roof, which from which Gwen Stefani's Rich Girl yeah. takes its... I have a rule that I only see musicals with pop stars related to them. <laughs> so Jesus Christ Superstar had Sporty Spice in it. Fiddler on the Roof had that song with Gwen. I'm going to see Frozen this week. Um, and which um, pop star is in that? Uh, uh, I think Demi Lovato did the song back when it was a cartoon. Cool. Um <laughs> It can be a loose connection. There just needs to be a connection. <laughs> so, uh, basically, both of these chapters are about Mariah's dad not being who people expect him to be. Mm-hmm. And that is where our racism is going to occur mm-hmm. in great, great detail. All right. Shall we break it on now? Break me on down. All right. Let's break it. Let's break it into pieces. Uh, once again, our trigger warning. Racism! I kind of figured uh, a chapter called Colouring Outside the Lines mm-hmm. was going to be about colour. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking lines. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, one one problem I had, and this is something, like if you're a writer, it's, it's something to kind of investigate, is uh, there's a great, I think it's like a Tumblr, of called writing with color which is 
so many people use terrible, terrible language when describing people's skin colour. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, over the years, it's been this term has been used and it's technically racist. Um, one of the things they say to try to steer clear of, and Mariah does not in this chapter, is using food. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> to describe skin colour. Because it, especially if it's a, uh, you know, because it kind of fetishizes the the person in a way like it kind of and I got to say her describing her brothers and sisters and parents as biscuits <laughs> as types of biscuit I was like oh man I really want to eat a biscuit yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh. <laughs> but it was I I kind of liked it though because it really did I mean it was effective because it made I was like oh yeah I know that color. <laughs> And I know that colour. I've eaten that. I've eaten that. over and over. <laughs> like, from, like, so we've gone from the previous chapter of the Ritz Cracker and now everyone's a cracker. <laughs> All biscuits. Of every kind. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of biscuit talk, which I was confronted by. Just because I've read that in the past. Like, sure. don't use chocolate to describe people. It's, it fetishizes someone. It's not, you know, it's not a great way to talk about skin color. Like, there are a million other things. <laughs> Just don't talk about people's skin color. Well, that's probably the best way to do it. Like, yeah. it's... Because uh, you don't... You don't talk about, you know, generally people don't write about white people's skin colour. They write about mine, but that's only because I'm translucent. (laughs) But, like, unless they're fetishising them. Like, it's only when you're fetishising someone that you really dig down into their skin colour. Anyway, um, the biscuits was was difficult for me. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And I'm just trying to stay away from lose some of this COVID weight. So, the biscuits... (laughs) Just thinking about biscuits. By the way, there is so much singing in these. Is there? I was going to ask. Because we do start with Outside, which is sadly not the George Michael hit, Um, but uh, still a great song. uh, But yeah, she's. uh, No, she sings everything. Everything that's in in, in italics in in these two chapters. Good girl. Even Fiddler on the Roof, which I'm like, oh, did you pay for that? (laughs) (laughs) She's my favorite. She's my favorite. She sang it 20, 30, 40, 45 years ago. Um, she's 12 years she's ago, six not, years ago. She was last Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, when she was in primary school. Um, <laughs> okay, so I, I did want to read the, the first line because I think that's the one that stood out to me the most, which was, my first encounters with racism were like a first kiss in reverse each time. A piece of purity was ripped from my being. Left behind was a spreading stain which seeped so deeply inside of me that to this day, I've never been able to completely scrub it out. Not with time, not with fame or wealth, not even with love. What oh. I... This... I wrote the whole thing down because it really stood out to me. Yeah. And what I found very interesting was... We obviously talk about Mariah's fantasy world and all yep. you know the festiveness that she's kind of made up. Um, and I think we've even questioned on here, you know, will writing about some of these things help settle her into her own reality a, mm. a little bit more? Um, and I did find it really interesting that even the fame and the wealth and all of the, the trimmings have not actually eliminated it. Um, yeah. And I, just, I wonder, you know, does Mariah, now that she's been able to write it down and not only acknowledge it within herself, but have it validated by people who will read this and go, I mm. understand. Um, will that help her just settle into her own reality, her own feelings about I, these things? Look, I'm going to suggest maybe not mm-hmm. because all of the big, big racist moments in these two chapters are around the, the appearance of her father. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's fine with her, but like little Becky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't get me started. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know the the annoying teachers who are telling her she's using the wrong crayon. Um, oh. <laughs> by the way, Mariah's like you, you've got wait till you hear the chapter. She's using the wrong crayon. Oh really? <laughs> she does impressions. She, it's not that full. Um, but yeah, she 
because like and i love the way this is structured so we get the chapter before which is all about her dad and her great relationship with him up to a point mm-hmm. um the elegant fresh linguini and the ritz cracker <laughs> but you know there's a lot of like idolizing him and kind of seeing him as this kind of you know flawed but amazing person mm-hmm. you know he has problems but you know he's he's really proud of his car and he's just really fastidious in the kitchen and we just get a beautiful rounded picture of this person so yes. we see him as a person yeah we don't we're not see there him- with patricia yet She's no just the opposite, <laughs> we don't see him as a color we don't see him yeah. as anything other than a fully rounded person or character if this was a novel um and then in these two chapters, he becomes the other yes. to everyone else. To Mariah, he's still my dad. Yeah. But to everyone else in this section, he is a scary, terrifying other. And that is a really kind of powerful way to paint a picture of racism in, well, anywhere, but in America. Because it's just like, you know, kindergarten teachers are, mm. are being inadvertently racist in mocking her for her choice of crayons when she doesn't have the one of the right biscuit shade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Becky. um, uh, But yeah, and, and the... And these supervisors at the camp who refuse to cast her anymore so her dad won't come to the musicals. (laughs) uh, So, we'll wind back. We'll start with the drawing. So... Mm. Mariah's drawing of her family and, you know, I love that she actually, even though brown was the only available colour to her, yeah, that she was like, well, I'm going to use it. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, pretend to be like the other kids or, or you know, to fit in or whatever it is. She was like, I'm just drawing a picture of my family. And I did love that she was obsessed with getting a gold star sticker. Oh, I know. I get it. Like, that was seal of approval. (laughs) Um, Also, how, but just a sidebar, how amazing is it to hear her talk about her brother and sister in completely neutral way? Like, there's no judgment. There's no, oh, they had this color skin. She had beautiful ringlets. Like, that's the nicest thing she said about Ellison. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about it as I was reading that particular yeah. sentence. I'd say when, when I listened to it, was it, it was only when I read it back. Like, I just was like, oh, she's actually nice about them here. Like, they're, they're just my brother and sister. Okay. <laughs> One sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Um, now, the, the note I wrote down is the teachers laughing at Mariah are legit fuckheads. Oh, um, <laughs> they are really bad. <laughs> like, even, like, take away the racist angle. Mm. Don't laugh at children, like, who are just expressing themselves. What is what is happening at that kinder? I need... Uh, my auntie works in, you know, childcare, yes. sort of checking out the centres. I think I'm going to have to send her in and yes. just see what's going on here. Well, can I make a suggestion? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mariah Carey has fixated on this moment, right? Mm-hmm. This is a very formative moment for her, which might have been an actual small moment. It might have been sure. It might have been a little whispered. I think she's using the wrong crayon. Sure. Like she's coloured her dad in brown. Oh dear, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Like it could have been something she overheard, which in the last few decades <laughs> has grown in her memory. Sure. As a really horrific, horrific... I mean, it is still a horrific moment, regardless. Yes, I don't wanna, no, I understand what you I mean. don't want to minimise what happened, because it's terrible. But, you know, her... Because it's had such a huge impact on her in her life, that maybe they were laughing hysterically <laughs> in her memory, when in reality, sure. there was a bit of a giggle behind the hand. The thing that I still don't understand, though, like... Regardless of whether you're in a, you know, a predominantly white neighborhood. Yeah. People of color still exist. So I don't understand how if you saw a, a child's drawing of someone with a darker skin tone that you would immediately assume that, well, that's just not a thing. I don't, what do you mean? It's wrong. It can't possibly be that her father is a, a man of color. I don't like, I feel like these people didn't have any qualifications 
They, they, they should not be in charge of children. Well, I think back in the days there was, you know, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, like, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, um, Nice White People, uh, about the school system in New York, but it sounds oh. terrible. Like okay. the education system sounds like a nightmare. If you don't have a bucket of money yeah. to pour into your kid's education in America, then you get, you know, barrel scrapings essentially. So I'm guessing coming from a broken family that Mariah Carey did not go to the best uh, sure. school and, you know, they were the teachers they could afford. <laughs> <sighs> she should, does she sigh before she mentions them? Because I do. Um, when Mariah mentioned her friend Becky, um, she sort of describes her saying that she was the girl that she herself would have been if Patricia married a man her mother would approve of. Now, this was a very short mention. and We haven't had much of um, Patricia's mother at all. No, no. We don't even have a name yet. But I found that very, quite a loaded sentence. She moves on from it quickly, but it's like, I'm going to burn you right here with this <laughs> sentence. I'm not going to mention your name because I don't know you. You do not pertain to the meaning of me. But she might later on. <laughs> she might, I mean, she may. But yeah, I just found that very interesting. It's the first time Mariah's mentioned that side of the, the family that I can tell. I, I remember. I found like she didn't she didn't say anything in particular about Patricia, her mother, in this yeah, in the this opera chapter. Singer. Uh the opera singer. Um but <laughs> you know, there is an axiom with writing in that action is character. Like you can have a, a person say all the things in the world that seem nice. But what they do yeah. is the worst thing in the world. And you go, well, then you're a bad person. Her mother waiting for Becky to have that moment and then taking her away in the car. We will get to that. That is not okay. (laughs) So my note on this section. So when Becky is having a play date with Mariah and they they go to Mariah's dad's. um, Because they're going to have elegant, fresh linguine. Yes, of course. (laughs) No Parmesan. Thank you. Um, Addy is not there. Um, But Becky crying... Essentially because Mariah's dad was black. Like, what kind of bullshit backwards house was this girl growing up in? Because even though I grew up in a small town that was predominantly white, but there were people of colour. There was also people who had different hair than me. Like, what you know, whether I was blonde and there was people with red hair and and brown hair and black hair. And as a kid, you might notice that, but it's not in a judgment way. It's just like, oh, your hair is different than mine. And that was all. I didn't cry when I saw them. That is something that is shown and taught. That is not something you were just born and you scream and cry. Maybe when you just see men in general, like I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but wherever, you know, wherever Becky was existing yeah. was clearly not a healthy environment. Because that is not a normal reaction to seeing anyone who's a bit different. I know, because I was especially for think, a child. I was trying to think of my own experience as a kid. Like there was a, I had an Aboriginal friend when I was a kid, and I went to his house, and you know, the most shocking thing was that his parents both swore. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in my house, my dad only swore when he was away from my mum. But <laughs> you know, I was just like that was that was the only point of difference that yeah. I could kind of find in their house, and you know, my dad did try and needle me about you know what goes on there. I was like. I don't know. That's just David's house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, kids don't know. Like, I don't know why. I don't get what happened with Becky. Like, Becky... Yeah. I do love that right towards the end, um, Mariah mentions that she's using Becky's real name because she just wants to remind us all that Becky is a fuckhead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's like, so I am using your real name, Becky, because screw you. Her name um, was Becky. <laughs> yeah. A, a Becky with the good hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, a four-year-old crying, you know, in that situation. But just what seems... was going on with Patricia? Why was Patricia waiting yeah. for it to happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, is... I have a whole section dedicated to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but but this that kind of does sum up uh, colouring outside the lines, but does bring us pretty quickly into 
huddle. <laughs> I'm just like suddenly saying huddle, huddle, huddle. Um, because it does, for huddle. me, it feels like, you know, fairly um, quick continuation of the yeah. same story. Um, like listening thing- to the audiobook, it's, you can't tell that you've moved on to another section. Yes. So um, early on, Mariah does say that singing is when she most feels like herself. Mm-hmm. I have to agree that I'm the same when I'm on stage and I'm in that moment. I'm not really even thinking about it. It just kind of happens. Is that the same way you feel with stand-up or is it more the way you feel with writing? Um, well, I quit stand-up a couple of years ago, so I can't say that it is. I was always very comfortable on stage, though, mm-hmm. um, and very comfortable performing. I think I feel most comfortable now on the couch watching television with my hand in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like Al Bundy. <laughs> like Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably no, I, Peggy. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually feel comfortable. I feel twitchy when I'm. I can't relax. Like I feel like I need to be doing things. Yeah. I, weirdly, I feel most comfortable at the moment at work, like doing my job, like working on hard quiz. And my favorite thing, and this is only something that's happened in the last say ten years. My favorite thing is teaching other people how to do stuff. Like sure. teaching people how to do stand up. I used to love. But if anyone wants to learn how to do stand-up, I will teach you. Sadly, the first lesson is go to a gig every night for an entire month. And that usually stops people wanting to do it every gig. As in, as in like watching a gig? Or? Watching a gig every yeah. night. Good gigs, bad gigs, whatever you can get to. Like go and see Jimmy Carr if you can and Tom Gleason, Or just go to some pub down the road and see a bunch of shitwits who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like every night for a month because... Because every time anyone said, oh, I want to learn how to do stand-up, and I say, oh, you have to go to a gig every night for a month, that's your first lesson. Yeah. They're like, oh, I just can't spare the time. And I'm like, well, then you don't want to be a comedian. Yeah, fair enough. Because that is your life. Like There are times that a concert night. for me is, sometimes I go more than once because sometimes it's number one, to enjoy it. Yeah. But number two, it's then, well, what am I going to learn here? Yeah. Um, and I remember that before my first time on stage singing, I'd gone to... Um, a Lady Gaga show, which I'd already seen her. Yeah. Um, but I went along because I was like, this is research now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch what she does, not worry about the rest of the show, just as a performer, what is going on there? Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad I did because it just reminded me that, number one, be yourself. Like, you know, that's yeah. where I function best on stage. Other people may be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to believe in yourself. Otherwise, no one else will. Yeah. And 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 all sorts of gigs, like terrible gigs, are sometimes the but like seeing mm-hmm. someone singing along to their iPod in a hotel, you know, <laughs> foyer. Like, please seeing- stop describing my cabaret career. <laughs> <laughs> But seeing anything, like seeing watching someone at a wedding, like watching someone perform anywhere, like any gig, anytime. If you want to be a performer of whatever sort, go and yeah. see. All of the performing. Same with writing. Like, if you want to be a, a, a novelist, then read books. Like, yeah. you can't go, I'm going to be a novelist. And I, I've read two Mills and Boone. So, that should be me. <laughs> Chapter one. <laughs> Same with writing a television show. Like, I can't watch um, comedy anymore. Like, I can't watch sitcoms. Because I just go, oh, yes. And now this, that'll that'll become a joke now. Because that's happened yes, there. And yeah. that's like, all I do is analyze it. Because... You know, you have to be prepared for what you're, what you love to become your job and how much of what you love are you prepared to sacrifice to being work Yeah, because it is work. Like it is 24-7 work. But clearly, Mariah loves the work. <laughs> oh, yes. Like that's um, the thing you get from Huddle. It's like, oh, yeah. No, I love this. <laughs> I do love that she sort of talks about, um, you know, singing out her problems. And that's when she goes to her private vocal booth yes. to sing out all of these things. Now, I was just wondering, like, what is this booth? What does it look like? <laughs> is it like Narnia? Like you walk in and it's just expansive. Are there snacks? Are there butterflies? What are we envisioning? I think it's the downstairs toilet. <laughs> <laughs> What's called a powder room on a <laughs> on a diagram of a house on real estate. She's com. just singing to cover to cover up any other noises. Yeah, yeah. Then when she gets in her whistle register, is when the yeah. plop happens. She's like, I'm just gonna go quote unquote work through some problems, uh, which is code for poopy times. <laughs> 
I love that this is where we've gotten. <laughs> um, now, of course, we did mention the filler on the roof and yes. a hodl. Um, I'm, I haven't heard the audiobook, so I just keep saying hodl like hodl street. Um, <laughs> the now, worst road in Melbourne. Punt this road. performance did actually come up on Twitter recently because someone oh. had tweeted um, that they were talking about, they remembered the little girl that was in the, the school production of Fiddler on the Roof and how amazing she was. Yes. And someone has, I, I, I'd have to go back and find the exact tweet, but I believe someone came on and said that was Mariah Carey um, because they'd obviously read the book mm. or heard her talk about the story. And then, of course, that's been brought forward to Mariah. She's like, oh my God, that was me. <gasps> um, and do you have any footage? Um, which I, I don't think has been uncovered yet. And it was, again, it was last week when, um, yeah. you know... Like someone would have been watching exist. it on their iPhone, surely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they invented when she was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely in colour. Um, <laughs> but I just colour? thought that was, Yeah. I thought how sweet, though, that someone remembered. just remembered her even then. And just basically saying her voice stood out. She was very confident, all, all of that. Which is I mean, just nice the, the that. fact that her older sister, who clearly has got problems, dragged her out of bed at one o'clock in the morning to sing mm-hmm. a very difficult song to sing, says to me, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what my sister can sing. Yeah. Like, even though mum's an opera singer, yeah. I know the sister can sing. <laughs> and the fact that Mariah was booked. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she was booked. Yeah. Um, now, she also does mention that mum, the opera singer, did help. Um, her practicing for this role hmm. on the Yamaha piano. I love that throughout this book, Mariah has product placement. She's <laughs> like the Yamaha. Placement. We've got the Casio keyboard previously available on Audible, Apple TV Plus. Like, just she's getting it in there, just reminding that these people that they have to give her money. Um, I don't think that's why it's there. <laughs> But it is, I probably wouldn't remember some of those things. Like, I'd remember the, the keyboard, but I wouldn't probably remember that it was Casio or Yamaha. No, Casio, Casio was like a big, like, dinky little keyboard thing. Like, that was sure. in, you know, speaking from someone of Mariah's vintage, the Casio keyboard was like a new and exciting thing because it was portable. Sure, you could dinker, okay. dinker, dinker on it. Um, and Yamaha are pretty much the... Anytime you learn the piano, pretty much it's on a Yamaha. Like okay. you go to one of those piano learning schools. They were. <laughs> I was going to piano learning school. <laughs> <laughs> I know my English flies away in this podcast. Um, <laughs> piano learning schools. Um, but yeah, they, they use Yamahas a lot because they're okay. quite sturdy. And also they're sponsoring. Um <laughs> And then, of course, Mariah does talk about going to camp. And I just love that she made a quote-unquote camp friend. And all I could think of was, is it one of us? Were we her camp friend? Was She's it the Dunkles? camp friends. Billy Eichner's <laughs> going to be in her Christmas special. That's true. She loves a bit of Billy Eichner. And then, of course, I did we... love that when he retweeted that he's doing the Christmas special, he's like, oh, my, uh, my rabbi's going to be so angry at me. I know. And then Mariah's like, let me talk to him first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smooth this over. Um, and then we touched a little bit on, because I knew Mariah has sort of mentioned that she's not much of a dancer, mm-hmm. um, which I, I disagree because I've seen her jiggle a little in the Honey video. She's fabulous. Yes. Um, but she kind of talked about being traumatized by it. And yeah. as soon as this story started, oh. I just saw the, the name Addie. And oh. I thought, oh, fuck me. Here we go. Um, because as soon, just as soon as her name was mentioned, it was like, okay. It's happening. Addie's back to cause more chaos. With her, with her, She's with back her purse again. full of parmesan. Yes. <laughs> um, basically claiming that Mariah wasn't her father's because she couldn't yeah. dance. The implication, of course, being that white people can't dance. And I've got to say, myself and Britney Spears take great offence to this as the only two white people who can dance. <laughs> um, <laughs> very upset but about this. I remember as a kid learning that that was racist. Saying mm-hmm. that someone, if someone can dance, then they must be black. Or, yeah, you know that that was it was in different strokes. I think it was like you know because oh. Willis was a really good dancer, and someone said those people aren't. And I was like, <gasps> oh what? My God. That's the thing. I think people people seem to have it in their head. Well, if it's a if it's a compliment, it's fine. No, which is not true. <laughs> 
Oh my god! No, no, I, I'm being. I'm saying my, nice things. My mom, when I was a kid, <laughs> well, I was probably a teenager, um, walked into my bedroom once, which is, you know, I was always a pigsty, but. <laughs> I have a photographic memory. I knew where everything was because I could see it. Um, <laughs> so it was all on the floor. <laughs> she just walked in once. She said, ah, I thought you people were supposed to be tidy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, Mom, that's homophobic. <laughs> yeah, you were only three, but we all knew. <laughs> that does make me think of when you said pig sty, it made me think of the, the clip that Mariah put up where she was being asked whether she would be ham or turkey did you watch <laughs> did you watch this clip no. oh, it's on her YouTube, on her um twitter oh. and it was an old interview about thanksgiving being cancelled uh but they were asking whether mariah was a ham or a turkey and she just thought that was the funniest thing that's ever happened <laughs> she's like is it a cooked ham is it a, is or is it a pig is it a cooked <laughs> turkey or not a cooked turkey mariah did choose turkey because she thought that they may she may get shot but only on Thanksgiving, whereas yeah. pigs might get slaughtered all year round. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> See, I just think of pigsty and I think of Miss Piggy's segment from Muppets Now, which is lifestyle. Which we have not mentioned on this podcast at all. Lifestyle! <laughs> <laughs> um, but this does, this chapter sort of touched on things, but it sort of brought back around sort of the yeah. racism angle towards the end when she's basically talking about her dad's pride yes. watching her perform, even though he wasn't sort of, you know, really into this choice that she was making about being a creative. And, um, and he Jewish. Was... Like it was a Jewish camp. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. Jewish now, Dad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to Fiddler on the Roof at my Jewish school camp. Yeah. With Gwen Stefani. <laughs> um <laughs> So basically, you know, talking about how, how you know, pleased and proud he was and how happy she was having there. But that um, towards the, the end, you know, him coming up to her, everyone discovered that he was a person of colour and that all yeah. of a sudden um, she didn't get any more roles at this camp. Now, this was very interesting because, as you mentioned before about the, the kinder teachers, it's sort of that thing is, you know, how much of that is 100% fact? How much is it Mariah's perception at that age? Um, oh, and it could be 50-50. Yeah. I think in this instance, like, it's Mariah Carey. If she's not getting cast anymore, yes, it's not yeah. because she was she's no not good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just so messed up. I don't, it's I so unfathomable to me. I don't understand at all. It's, it's, you know, racism is hard to get your head around. It's all pervasive and it is, you know, it, even to the point where you, you get this thing where people are like, oh, we just hire someone on merit. And it's like, yeah, but do you? Do you, mm-hmm. in the back of your head, decide someone is perhaps not going to fit into your workspace because, you know, of whatever reason, they're differently abled or because they seem gay or because they're a woman or, you know, is there something that goes on in the back of your head when you're choosing people for roles, um, even in, you know, workplaces, I'm not just talking about roles in mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof, but is there something that goes on in your head that goes, oh, yeah, I don't think that'd be appropriate because of that. And you don't, yeah. it's not a definite I'm being racist thing, but it's a, I can understand like... This this is a Jewish camp, and they're probably doing Jewish musicals every year. And they've gone, oh, I don't know if we can cast a little half black girl in this musical. Like she was very good, but she's a half black girl, so yes, maybe we must we'll give it to our racism. But you know, like it's 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 a weird thing that goes on with people. So yeah, like I you know I think that's why you should go out of your way. Like what. <laughs> One of the things at work when we're choosing stock photos, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I always say, um, if you're choosing a stock photo for whatever the thing is, like some stock photo companies now you can click on ethnicity. I go, just scroll past the first couple of screams of white men. <laughs> yeah. And pick someone else. <laughs> I think seriously that's just... like three screens of white yeah. men pretending to be doctors. It's like, can I get to someone else? <laughs> yeah. I feel that's like just life, though, isn't it? You just got to get through the white men, get out of the way, 
so I could find the memorial people. My like, it's not even like, I'm not even saying pick a particular ethnicity. It's just like, you know, if you can't find a decent photo that's not a white man, then choose a white man. But like, just try and scroll through the first three pages. Yeah. Just try to reflect the real world. Yes. Like, that's all it is. But I think that's part of it. It's like, you know, people are so used to, like, it's kind of, institutionalized unfortunately but they're so used to like oh well that that person is not one of us so i i shouldn't invite them to the the club you know and in a a work um, environment that is completely inappropriate it's like you know the example i think of is like a mechanic you know your old school um so you know your small mechanic shop where you've got the the booby calendars in the office and all that sort of stuff and it's boys being boys and all that sort of shit they wouldn't hire a woman because they would be like, oh, but then our fun, sexist, racist, homophobic lunchtimes won't be fun anymore. Oh, I, I remember as recently as what? It was like two, three years ago when Rebecca Madden was cast on the footy show in Melbourne. And the week before, um, Sam Newman's like, oh, we better get all this out now because there's a woman coming next week. And oh there was just a shot of the audience. It's like half the people there are women. Like, yeah. why do you think your workplace is being invaded by... I mean, he's not a good example. because No, dickhead. he's the worst person. <laughs> but it's just that attitude, I think, of, uh, you know, not one of us. And you go, well, yeah. it's the human race. Who Everyone's- wants to be one of you, Sam Newman? <laughs> you can't even use the self-service checkout at Port Melbourne Coles or South Melbourne Coles. I saw you. You don't know how to use it. But it's the thing, it's like, <sighs> we're all members of the human race, so it is still one of us. Like, Yes, exactly. So, yeah. But I think that, that this is very institutionalised, this racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think that brings us to the end of Breaking Me On Down. It was a heavy Breaking Me On Down. Mm, Mariah made it Meatiness. How how how's your meatiness this week? Oh, my meatiness. Like as I said, I was sitting on it before. Um, <laughs> for anyone listening, I'm sitting on a yoga ball, and it's, it's really it disturbing because when you get excited, you start to bounce. I do. <laughs> I'm I'm just playing Kylie's exercise in my head. Um, now, I did send out a little uh, tweet for the Lamely mm. um, to vote on last week's chapter, The Father and the Son. Now, I gave that a 9 out of 10. Fab gave that an 8 out of 10. Mm. Uh, 10, 10, that's what I want. And the Lamely, it was a 50-50 split. Oh. With uh, between 9 to 10 yes. and infinity. Oh. So, they they did believe it was quite a meaty chapter. It was super meaty. And, and I think we should agree. Um, well, it was now, full of elegant fresh linguine. You can't get more course, meaty exactly. Than that. <laughs> it was all that clam liquor. <laughs> Stop. Clam liquor. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I've not done that in years. Um, now, colouring outside the lines, uh, what was your Mariah Meatiness score? Uh, look, I gave it a seven because I feel like it's coloured by Mariah Carey's recollection of it. Sure. And I... I mean, I believe people could be that insensitive, but I, I felt like she was perhaps traumatizing things a little bit. Sure, but I, Becky, I, I totally believe. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I gave this. Um, also, I gave this a, a seven because I felt that while obviously we are getting into some heavy topics, I, I think it's just the beginning. I think yeah. when we learn more about Patricia, um, there may be a little bit more about. Um, the, the segregation that would have been yeah. going on in the family. So I did feel like it was just the beginning. So you gave that a seven as well. I'll jot that down. Um, and then for Huddle, Huddle. 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 Um, I'm giving that an eight. Yeah. Because that felt more institutionalized, that sure. racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the other ones were, I mean, I guess. All racism is based on individuals being idiots. Um, But this felt more like structural. Like it felt very like we as a group are going to say no to this incredibly talented singer and performer. Um, I mean, look, who knows? Maybe all of the other mothers mentioned making this case look bad. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been. Becky's not getting any spotlight. No one's noticing that Becky can't sing. (laughs) (laughs) 
because someone <laughs> is playing to, to the back row from the back row of the chorus. Yeah. Um, but I very much doubt that was the case. Uh, but yeah, just because it felt like a very institutionalized racism moment and it was really, really hard. Uh, but also, you know, there was the mixture of her dad being proud, her grandmother thinking that she was not her dad's kid. Like, it yeah. was a lot going on. So I'm giving that one an eight. Yes, eight I also gave I gave this one an eight as well. I gave it maintenance. Um, <laughs> I, I did feel like as soon as Addie was mentioned, oh, that's you love what her. pushed it up. You uh, love it was more. No, it was more you just love like her in her pocketbook full Addie, of puns. I just saw the name. I was like, all right, fuck, here we go. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I may have pushed up the score a little had this been one chapter because I think that really it's covering the same sort of um, range. So had it just been called Colouring Outside the Lines, obviously that would have been a reference to specifically colouring like in kinder, but it also really does um, pertain to the rest of the the, the, Yeah, um, it's that rule of three. So it's three stories of, you know, of her dad surprising people with his grace and And them behaving very, very inappropriately. Yeah, and I think just the way it was summed up right at the end where it was like, oh, dad was so proud of me, I never got to do it again. Yeah. Like... You know, it tied it right back together. So yeah, I, I think it could have gone even a little bit higher had had it been one chapter. But that's and okay. Audiobook wise, like we do get yes. we get all the singing, all oh, the so time. Excited. So it's it's fairly meaty <laughs> in in and of itself. Are we ready for the remix? Mm-hmm. It's the remix. I actually have a very specific remix. It's more of a serious one this week, Ooh. not a joke. Um, so for me in this one, if we, we have touched on it a little bit, but if I was Patricia, oh yeah, um, and I'd taken Becky to go visiting, um, I would have gone down, you know, gotten down to to Becky's level, like eye contact level, and I would have told her to Marsha Gay Harden the fuck up <laughs> and get on with the play date, but. <laughs> Okay, there's a little bit of a joke in there. But I would have used it as a learning experience to show that, oh, okay, yes, you're having this reaction. Let's try to, um, instead of running away, as if like, oh, well, you'll cry, so we'll just, you know, there, there. You'd be like, well, why don't you introduce, well, you know, I'll introduce Alfred Roy to you and you'll see that he's a man like any other man and it doesn't matter about the colour of his skin and... And just all of that, just what, you know, what you should do. I don't... Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit pissed off at Patricia yeah. about this. Uh, that so that's was the exactly, remix. That was exactly my remix was yeah. Patricia just make that kid stay. Like, yeah. kids cry all the time about nothing. Yeah. And look, maybe Patricia was <laughs> I dropped just... my ice cream. There's some tears. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this Can't was not the first... Can't drop a shoelace. <laughs> 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 it's Thursday. <laughs> Um, and look, maybe, you know, Patricia just couldn't be asked that day. Maybe it had happened before. Uh, we don't know. Um, yeah. But it was just that thing of, in a perfect world, she would have sat down. Well, in a perfect world, it wouldn't have happened. But in a perfect world, she would have been like, well, let's, let's, because again, it's Why that whole she, talk it thing. It was let's the hanging around waiting for it to happen that yeah. I really found problematic. And it kind of backs it up by yeah. going, oh, yes, oh, let's sweep you out of here. And then never playing again. Yeah. Like, come on, Becky, get your shit together. Although, you know, maybe Becky's family were problems. Like, oh, they definitely were. I, I hate them. Patricia, <laughs> Patricia might have known that. Go well, then you. don't take. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all fucked up. Yeah, um, you can't win. You know, family, unfortunately, they're not okay. <laughs> um, oh, there you go. So same remix, very same good. Remix, double remix. <laughs> and what about can take that away, Mariah's lesson. Can take that away. Oh, Mariah's lesson. What was the lesson you learned this week? Well, I think I kind of touched on it earlier that institutions can be as racist, if not more racist, than the people that make up make them up. Like mm-hmm. the that a whole, you know, organisation can enact racism in ways that that individuals 
probably would not have as much power to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, institutionalized ra- racism is terrifying. Like that, you know. Although on the on the therapy side of the things that we learn from the setbacks we have, the mistakes we make, the things that create us, like is not getting cast in any more productions by this weird Jewish summer camp. What made Mariah want to perform more? Possibly. Like if she it, I mean, it clearly getting, pertains to the meaning of Mariah Carey. I know. Like, if she kept getting validation at that age, would she have just gone, oh, yeah, I'm done with singing now? And Maybe. what a loss to me. Uh, yes, to <laughs> us, all of us. So, Absolutely. God bless those racist Jews <laughs> for stopping Mariah singing. Don't know what's happening here. <laughs> Um, see, my lesson, I I think the really the overall lesson mm. that Mariah is putting across is don't be a racist piece of shit, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> or anyone. Just don't be fucking racist. It's dumb. Don't do it. It's bad. It's all bad. Oh, look, I think all you of know. the racism is bad. For me, it's just the entire summer camp that really upsets me. Because I'm like, well, Becky, that's one person. She might learn in time. Also, the the idiot school teachers, they might learn in time. Sure. But this is a whole bunch of people every year choosing not to cast her for a very, very racist reason. I'm like, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's my lesson. Now, this does, <laughs> this does bring us to I Don't Know Her. Oh. I feel like we've got a few additions to the I Don't Know Her closet today. <laughs> Starting with the kinder teachers. Oh, yeah, not good. I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I also think, based on this conversation, I think we don't know the camp. No. We do not know this camp. No. And, of course, most importantly, Addie, I still don't know her. <laughs> well, I'm I'm doing a reverse. <gasps> I do know Morgan and Alison this week. Oh. Like, they oh. were allowed to be coloured in and they had biscuit-coloured skin. Just wow. like everyone else. <laughs> yes. They were included. Mariah was inclusive. Of her frequently excluded brother and sister, and I'm like, "Good on you, girl. You can, All right. you can, you can accept your your siblings for just one colouring in lesson." Yes, for a second, <laughs> I thought you were about to know Addie, and I got very concerned. No, I uh, don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we do have a few people that we don't know this week, but how nice we've added. We've, we, we do know we some know people. Someone. This week. <laughs> we won't know them again next week, but no. that's for next week. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Uh, <laughs> does bring us to almost home what is happening next week so next mariah monday we will we will be covering light of my life oh just the one chapter just the one chapter oh. it's, a, it's more of a juicy one a few more pages than oh, this a, week it's a big fat one isn't it so i'm very okay. curious as to what it's going to be about i have not looked ahead at all and you are listening and i'm reading uh, yes uh, and that means i'll get to listen to these two chapters as well Excellent. And, and hear all about it. <laughs> um, I should say, I, if people could, of course, on on, on all of the uh, the iTunes and, and all of that, leave us a little review. Mm-hmm. I, I did do a little research this week, Fab, um, to find that much of our audience is in the United States, which oh. I was not expecting. Um, over hello, 50%, Americans. So, hello, Americans. How are you, darlings? Um but based on our reviews, the Aussies are loving us with all five stars. Excellent. The, the US Lamely is a little more mixed on us. <laughs> well, it's hard <laughs> to work sure. out what we're saying with what our are saying? The star ratings are a little all over the shop. I so said if you I are, want a one star rating and I'm happy for it. Please. See, I So please know, because for me, like one star is not enough. I am high maintenance. <laughs> I can only sleep under five stars. So... <laughs> Please, I, just I know like that. <laughs> I know that Fab is an attention whore, but I'm just a regular whore, and I need that five star rating so people keep hiring me. <laughs> I know I'm here at but, the end of my career. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, maybe there's a way you can give me five stars. Oh, yeah. Look, and Fab it, one. Yeah, give me one star, but give Posh the other four. Yeah, heaven. <laughs> Compromise. <laughs> and, of course, follow us on all the socials. Me, at me, I am a memoir. Me, I at, yeah. Me, I am a memoir at gmail.com. Yes, please if you email would like us. We'd to love to hear us. from you. Yes, how awful we are. And yeah, um, if you have um, had an experience with racism, we are two white people, so we yes. do not have that kind of horrific... I mean, you know, we've, we're both not the butchest men in the world, so we've had some sort of about. prejudice happen towards us. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, we would love to hear your stories as well. Like, uh, if you yeah, have of had experiences like this, like we... we are not the kind of people that should necessarily be talking about this, but here we are. We've chosen <laughs> yeah. to do this, yeah. Look, this uh, podcast. I think it was, let's do a fun Mariah Carey podcast. And then it's like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, we are more than happy to have um, people come on and tell your own story. You can record it yeah. yourself and, and we can play that. We don't have to tell your story for you, of course. No, we don't, um, we, we don't want to Oprah explain. <laughs> no, no one wants to Oprah explain, unless you're Oprah, in which case it's fine. <laughs> I should say I did have a little bit of feedback this week from um, my sister who has been using the word therapizing as if it's real, <laughs> not realizing that it's not. Uh, <laughs> so you're welcome. Oh, therapize, therapize. <laughs> but I think that's it. I think we're good. Oh, well, I will see you next uh, Mariah Monday. Bye, Emily. Bye, Emily. Me. Me.